wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth by Pastor Sami. Shout a big hallelujah. Shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Jesus gave birth to you, shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We bless the Lord tonight for his goodness, his grace at work in our lives. Praise God. Please, testimonies is part of the service. After the word and prayers, we will take testimonies. So if you have any testimonies, you go out there. The testimony forms are there. You'll be helped to fill it. And we will, you'll be given opportunity to share what the Lord has done in your life. Praise God. Tonight we are exploring the cross, the solution to man's problems. The cross, the solution to man's problems. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to we'll take our test from Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 14 to 19. Genesis 3, 14 to 19. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all cattle, And above beasts of the field. Upon, the be- upon thy belly shalt thou go, And thus shalt thou eat all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his seed. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou art, thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Curse is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and testers shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field, in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust art thou, and dust thou shalt return. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise. We thank you for your power, your presence, your anointing in your word. In the name of Jesus, let us receive the engrafted word of God with meekness that will be able to save our souls tonight. In the name of Jesus, through thy word, let deliverance, liberty, healing, promotion, increase, salvation be our portion 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the power in your world, let the creative genes in your world create any part of us missing tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that your word will move swiftly. You said your word is quick and it is sharper. Let the sharpness, the quickness of your word bring quick solutions and quick deliverance, quick healing, quick change, quick transformation in every aspect of our life tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you touch my tongue with fire. You anoint me with fresh oil. Use my lips as a vocal cord to minister to your children. Lord Holy Spirit, our heart is set. Our mind is ready to receive. Go ahead and speak to us. Cause us not to receive the letter of the word, but the spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you and bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return. This is a scripture we mostly hear during burial service. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Life is full of prizes without coming to the cross. For dust art thou art, and dust thou shalt return. Life is full of prizes without coming unto the cross. The crisis of man begin, began at the fall. When man fell, when God said, For dust art thou, and dust thou shalt return. That was when the crisis of man began. Praise the Lord. Before the fall, man was a man of glory and dominion. God said, Let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. Praise God. Man was in the fullness of God's nature. Man was in the fullness of God's glory. The fall reduced man to dust. And that began the crisis, the problems of humanity. Praise God. Praise the Lord. But the death of Jesus at the cross came to restore man back again to his glorious and powerful position before the fall. Jesus at the cross came to pay the price that man gave unto Adam so that man can be restored back to his glorious position before the fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, when we are talking at about the cross then we are talking about a place of redemption a place of redemption the word redemption is a business term which means to purchase back when we are talking about the cross then we are talking about the place 
of redemption. The place when God, through his son Jesus, came to purchase back the glorious and the powerful position of humanity again. Hallelujah. For us to really understand what happened at the cross, we need to first of all understand what happened at the fall. When man fell, what happened to man? Because it is your understanding of what happened at the cross that will make you, it is your understanding of what happened at the fall that will make you appreciate what the cross delivered unto man. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what happened at the fall? In Romans chapter 6 verse 17, God's word read that, but, but God be that ye were servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Well, the first thing that happened to man was that man became a slave to sin. Sin took over the nature of man. By one man's sin, the whole humanity became sinful. So before you even come to this earth, you carry the nature of sin. Praise God. Paul in his writing said, through one man's sin, all became sinful. By the fall, humanity took the nature of sin. So when the psalmist was summing up, singing out his psalm, he said, In sin was I conceived. In sin that my mother gave birth to me. Why? Because the sin of one man made everyone who is born of a woman took on the nature of sin. So man became slaves to sin. Hallelujah. By the fall, we became slaves, servants to sin. That the things we wanted to do, we could not do. But the things that we don't want to do, that is what we do. That is what scriptures make us to understand happened at the fall. Man took on the nature of sin and became sinful. You don't need to lie to become a liar. At the fall, as long as you are born of a woman, you are automatically what? A liar. So, when a child is even growing, if the child has not learned anything, but you will see the child has taken the thing into his mouth, you are asking him or her, have you seen this thing? And then with the thing in the mouth, you will be shaking the head. He hasn't seen it. Why? Because the nature of sin took on the nature of man at the fall. Praise God. Praise God. And we know from scriptures that sin has wages. It has a reward it delivers. And the reward of sin is death. So by the nature of sin taken on by man at the fall, man entered into a state of death. God told man, that the very moment you eat of this tree of food and knowledge of, of evil, you shall die. And indeed, man died. 
when man ate that tree, that wasn't physical death. That was spiritual death. That was death that separated man from God. That is spiritual death. Separating from God. Man became separated with God. Before sin came, man was one with God. But when sin came, man was separated from God. So that is the number one thing that happened at the fall. The nature of sin was taken on by all humanity at the fall. Praise God. Again also at the fall, another thing also happened. In Colossians 1.13, he says, He delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us unto the image of his son. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. When man fell, man came under the bondage of the devil. We were under the oppression of the devil. Man came under the dominion of the devil. The devil that man was to dominate after sin, he man was dominated over. So the fall brought man to a place where the devil began to dominate man, began to take charge and oppress man. Sin took man to become slaves in the kingdom of the devil. He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. Man came under the strong oppression of the kingdom of darkness at the fall. And in Proverbs 29 verse 2, the devil whose name is called the wicked, the Bible says that when the wicked rule, the people mourn. When the wicked rules, the people mourn. When the righteous is in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bearers rule, the people mourn. So when the devil took over dominion, he began to dominate and began to rule. And in ruling, he began to make the people he's ruling to mourn. Man began to walk in sorrows. Man began to walk in grief. Man began to walk in affliction. Man began to walk in pain. It is the fall that brought order. Because the wicked, who is the devil, has taken over power. And is ruling. And when the wicked is ruling, what happens is that the people is ruling over, they mourn, they grieve, they enter sorrow. So at the fall, the devil that man was to dominate began to dominate man because authority was, was normally transferred from man to the devil to dominate at the fall. Praise God. We also need to understand that at the fall also, the body of man was degenerated. Please, 
get these lights well. Bond's body was degenerated. Right at the beginning, man was in the very class of God. We were born of God. Adam is the son of God. He is the first son. Praise God. When you read the account in Matthew about the genealogy, talking about Adam, the life said Adam, the son of God. So Adam was in the genealogy of God. He carried the genes. The word genealogy comes is from the word genealogy we get the word genes. Man carried the genes of God. Our bodies were chained. So it couldn't be oppressed. It couldn't be sick. It couldn't be weak. It carried the very nature of God. It was that prepared body. The Bible says, God laid use clay to form man. And he breathed on that man. He prepared that body. And then put his breath inside. So that body was a body that was buoyant. No disease could live in that body. Man before the fall didn't know what was called sickness. Because the body was thin like that of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But at the fall, the body was thin. The power of God in that body, that made that body buoyant. That made that body agile and strong. It was out. So it was detained. And it now began to be susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. That is when sickness began. Sickness began before the fall. Sickness wasn't the plan of God for humanity. No good father planned sickness for his children. Don't let any devil deceive you. Praise the Lord. God never made provision for any sickness in scripture, in Genesis. Read Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Every drug is from the is from tree. Every tree and every leaf and every shrub that God created, He made them as food for man, not for drug. Praise the Lord. But at the fall, man's body was detained. It began degenerating. And that is where diseases and sicknesses found its way into the body. So the cause of diseases and sicknesses is the fall. The fall of man. Man lost his glorious supernatural body and took on a natural body. There is body terrestrial and there is body celestial. There is a heavenly body and there is an earthly body. Man was having a heavenly body. The fall made man now carry an earthly body which is full of diseases and sickness. Praise God. Praise God. So at the fall there was body degeneration. So Peter is saying, For ye are a chosen generation. A generation of God. A generation of God. But at the fall, man lost that glorious generation. 
praise God. Then it began that Adam begat Abel. Now it wasn't God anymore, it was man begotten of man. Body that is degenerated began to produce another degenerated body. And then it moved on like that. It moved on like that. So that is the root cause of every disease. It's the fall. It's the fall. Praise God. Again, what did the fall led to in the life of humanity? Number four. At the fall, man came under the curse. And poverty. Man came under curses and poverty. A curse is something that blocks blessings. A curse is something that repels anything God has said to come into your life. We call it curse. When God says, get married, and there's something hindering you getting married, we call it curse. When God says that be rich and something is blocking that, we call it curse. Praise God. The fall made man to come under curses. And among the curses is poverty. Poverty. It is the fall that introduced what we call generational curses. Which is rooted in the iniquities of the fathers. It is the force that brought the curse of poverty. God blessed man and said, have dominion before the fall. So man was really in charge. Man was really in what? He had dominion. Yeah, the whole garden. There was nothing that man lacked. Yeah, everything. He was spiritually buoyant, financially buoyant. He was buoyant everywhere in their their life. But when man fell, the first thing that happened was that man acknowledged what he doesn't have. Praise God. And that was his nakedness. Sin brought man to nakedness. And that is lack and want. The first feature of poverty is nakedness. Lack and want. Nakedness. A poor man's voice is not heard, the Bible says. A poor man has no friend. Please, hate poverty because poverty is not good. Praise the Lord. It is not God's will for you to be poor. Don't let any devil deceive you. It came as a result of the fall. It came as a result of the fall. It was after the fall that man came under a curse and said, From the sweat of your brows, you die. Your field will grow thorns and pestles. Man was not supposed to sweat to eat. I've said it over and over again. If you are sweating to eat, and it is your language you always say, this came out of the sweat, my sweat. You are under a curse. 
It is under the curse we sweat. Under the curse we do what? We sweat. In his presence, there is fullness of God. There's liberty. There's liberty. Praise God. There's no sweat in his presence. When you enter there sweating, you come out telling. Praise God. Come out on. With all smiles blazing in your faces. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a smiling offering in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So under because of the fall, man came under curses and poverty. Generational curses. Praise God. Which is one of the major curses plaguing a lot of people. Demonic curses. Curse of men. Praise the Lord. All this began to work against man. Because man has come into a natural estate. And lastly, the fall also brought man into a position where man was condemned to hell. Man was condemned to hell. By reason of the fall, man was condemned to die and go to hell. That to be eternally separated from God. So this, these are the five status. The fall of man brought humanity into. Now at the cross, Jesus was laid on the cross to redeem mankind from these five states that the fall of man brought humanity into. So when you look at the cross, you must first of all see redemption. A purchase back of the identity, of the glory, of the power, of the wisdom, of the riches, of the anointing, of the favor, of the regenerated body. A purchase back. A purchase back. A purchase back. When Jesus was laid on the cross, the number one thing he bought us away from was he redeemed us from sin into righteousness. He redeemed humanity from sin into righteousness. In Romans chapter 6, the verse number 18, he said, Being then free from sin, he became servants of righteousness. So at the cross, you were petted. I was petted from the nature of sin to the nature of righteousness. Jesus paid the price that I will no more be carrying the nature of sin again. But when I accept the cross and walk in the cross and go through the cross, my nature of sin will be changed to the nature of righteousness.
Praise God. So in Paul's writing to the Roman church, Romans 8.10, he said, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. The body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Praise God. The spirit is life. So in another writing to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, For God made him who knew no sin to become sinful for us, that we will be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So there was a biggest back from the nature of sin to the nature of God. And that's the nature of Christ, righteousness. So at the cross, we see restoration of God's righteousness in the life of humanity. That anyone who is ever willing and want to accept the cross and accept the nature of God can walk in righteousness without not being hindered. So it therefore doesn't become the thing that I want to do, I do not. The thing that I don't want to do, that is what I do. But it becomes that I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lived in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who died for me and gave his life for me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So at the cross, there was redemption from sin into righteousness. Again also at the cross, there was also redemption from all demonic oppression. The power of hell was broken from the life of humanity. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15, Colossians 2, 13 to 15. God's word read, And you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you and was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled, having spoiled, having destroyed, broken the powers of principalities and powers, he made an open show, triumphing over them in it. At the cross, the cross broke the power of the devil over humanity. He broke the power of hell over humanity. And triumphed over them in judgment. And brought man to a place where man can live in liberty and in freedom. 
Praise God. Praise the Lord. Demonic oppression. All nature, all sort of demonic oppression, evil dreams, spiritual marriages, all kind of oppression at the cross was broken. Tonight I decree every form of oppression that is still holding on your body. As we lift the cross tonight, I declare your liberty and your deliverance now in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything oppressing any part of your life, I demand your instant deliverance now in the name of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus rose from the dead in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Then he said, Go. He said, Go. He said, Go. When he called his disciples in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, he gave them power over all devils and to cast them out. Why? Because at the cross, the power of demonic oppressions were broken out of the life of humanity. It was broken. It was broken. It was broken. Man was restored back to his heavenly nature. To his heavenly position. In Ephesians 2 verse 6. He said that he has seated us in the heavenly places. He has seated us in the heavenly places. And in Revelation 12 12 he said. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. And he said rejoice ye that are in heaven. And all them that dwelleth therein. So at the cross there was a restoration back. To a heavenly position for humanity. Those positions are far, far above positions where demonic spirits are found. Are found. So the position of the cross is not just a religious activity, but it is a place of a glorious redemption for humanity. It is a place for a glorious liberty for humanity. As I'm decreeing tonight, anything that is still oppressing your body by the power of the cross, I demand your liberty now in the name of Jesus Christ. Even as the Son has life in himself, the Father, and has also given the Son authority to have life and to speak judgment, against anything i declare judgment against anything in your life that demonic spirits have done tonight in the name of jesus christ judgment of fire of god against it now in the name of jesus christ whatever has been holding your life your marriage your finances your academic bound i declare a loose in the name of jesus christ I command a moving forward speedily for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The cross is a place of redemption. Redemption, deliverance from all demonic oppression. You cannot still be sleeping and a demon is sleeping with you. Anyone under any marital, spiritual marriage attack, tonight by the power of the cross, I demand your liberty. Now in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. let the God of vengeance 
Arise on your course. Every spiritual husband tonight is placed exterminated from your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spiritual wife is placed exterminated from your life tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Liberty at the cross is a place of redemption. You can't be sitting in church like this and demons are still sleeping with you. Come on. Huh? Demons. Praise God. There is fire. Tonight I bring the fire of God against every spiritual husband, spiritual wife, attacking anyone here. Receive your deliverance now in the name of Jesus Christ. People are not getting married because of spiritual marriage. People are not having children because of spiritual People are not. What? Any demonic marriage by the blood. 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 Terminated 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 by the blood. In the name of Jesus Christ. Deliverance. Deliverance from all demonic oppression. Deliverance. Praise God. What again happened at the cross? In Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him speaking, smiting of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with stripes we are healed. Praise God. At the cross there was redemption. And redemption from all, from all sickness and all diseases. In 1 Peter 2.24 1 Peter 2.24 God's word reads Who his own self bore our sins in his body on the cross that we being dead to sin may live for righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So at the cross there was redemption the body that was detained at the fall was redeemed at the cross. Praise the Lord. It was redeemed. It took over, it took again the chains of God at the cross. So he himself took the sinful nature in his body on the cross that we would die to sin. And live for righteousness. And when we are living for righteousness, his strife heals every disease. So sickness and disease.
diseases were captured and destroyed at the cross. That is why a believer should not allow him or herself for disease to dictate the base of your life. Because sickness and diseases has no authority and dominion over our bodies. Our bodies have taken over the heavenly nature. It has been retained back to the body of Christ. That body that was prepared by heaven for that body to function gloriously on earth, to fulfill a divine purpose on earth. You are not here on your own accord. You are on here on heavenly accord. Ask me where you were before you came to this earth. Did you decide where to be born? No. Did you decide who should give birth to you? No. Did you decide the place you should be born? No. It was heavenly decision. Heavenly have an assignment and a purpose for you and brought you here. Just like any ambassador in Ghana here. He, he doesn't tell it's the president who appoints ambassador. You don't go and tell the president, I want to go to Germany. So put me there. He wants to put you in Kakayantio. Say go. Whether, where, where, if you like it, you go. If you don't like what? You don't go. When we were coming on earth, we didn't decide to be born black. Neither did we decide to be born Ghanaians. You didn't have any choice to make. It was heaven that had an assignment on earth. And perceived that that assignment must be fulfilled by you. And for you to be able to fulfill that assignment, you need to come with a black body. You need to be born in Ghana. In fact, your village should be the village you come from. And your parents should be the parents who gave birth to you for you to fulfill that divine assignment. So when you come to the cross, you took on, you take on the nature, the nature of God. The nature of God. The nature of God. Therefore, under divine warrant, divine warrant, divine warrant by the word, I arrest every disease, every affliction, every infirmity that is still residing in any one's of us here body in the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority and the power of the mystery of God's word, I command you, you oppressive spirit, oppressing that bodies of the children of God, out in the name of Jesus Christ. I command the effect, the weaknesses, the pains, the manifestation of those diseases to cease now in the name of Jesus Christ. I cast cancer to die out of your body in the name of Jesus Christ. There are two people here with diabetes. Right now, I cast diabetes to disappear out of your body now in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that has been destroyed in your body now by the creative power of God and by the curative power of the world, I command a divine repairing of that part of your body now in the name of Jesus Christ. Be loose and be free from that yoke and that affliction by the power of the blood in the name of
of Jesus Christ. He took the nature of sin. That we may die to sin and live for righteousness. And as you are living in righteousness, you are healed. He said, by whose strike ye were healed. Not that you will be healed. Ye were healed. So the very moment, Psalm 103. Let's go there. Verse 1 down. The same time he took your sins, he also took all your disease. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now look at the benefits. He said, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? When he forgave your sins, the next, the, the same hour, that's the same thing Peter put it. Who in his body took his, his, our sins on the cross, that we, he, we may die to sin and live for righteousness. He said, by whose strike? He who forgiveth all thy iniquity, who healeth all, not some, all thy disease. Who healeth all thy disease. Who healeth all thy disease. Who healeth all thy disease. So the healer is not the medical doctor. The healer is God. By the same God whose I am and whose I serve. Every disease in your body, I command it out in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Be made whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet in the name of Jesus Christ. The cross healed all our diseases. It healed all our diseases. It healed all our diseases. When you read church history, you never come across any of the apostles dying through sickness because they understood the power of the cross. Praise God. You never read of any of them that died through disease. They understood the power of the cross. At the cross, all our diseases were healed. The ones that medicine has cured, the ones that medicine has no cure. The cross cures all. The cross what? The cross is the best curative position to be at the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, at the cross also, there was redemption. Redemption from what? From curses and poverty. The first thing God gave to man was the blessing. God blessed them and said, after creation of man, the first impartation was a blessing. God blessed them and what? Said, praise God. Be fruitful. So barrenness, stagnating, is a manifestation. Of multiply, praise God. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. 
have dominion. The opposite of all this is care. The opposite, barrenness is never a medical condition. Barrenness is a manifestation of care. Praise God. It's never a medical heart condition. Barrenness at all levels. At all levels. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. At the cross, the curse was broken. Restoration of blessing. And they sang a song saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. And among the things that he released unto humanity was blessing, blessing, blessing. Which was to cure the curse that was at work. And then among it was riches, which was to deal with the poverty. Praise God. So in Second Corinthians chapter two, chapter eight, verse nine, he said, He made he became poor for us, that we through his poverty shall become rich. He became poor. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That even though he was rich, he became poor for you. So it will not be wise to still become poor. Praise God. It, it is no wisdom that somebody has become poor for you. And you still stay in what? Poverty. Ah. It's not me that is saying you. It is God. Second Corinthians 8, 9. Let us all read. One, two, it is there. For ye know the grace of our Lord. Lord. Let's go. So, it is not wisdom that somebody has taken over your poverty. And you don't live in poverty and die in poverty and be buried in poverty. No, it is not wisdom. It is not wisdom. So you need to locate your place in the prosperity of God. Find out what to do to connect because he has become. He said it is grace. It is grace. It is grace. It is grace that has brought us into that position. It is grace. So at the cross, curses and poverty was broken. So there is curse in your family for people to be poor, yes. But all those that have gone through the poor cross have set themselves loose from that curse. They live above the curse of poverty at the cross. At the cross. So when John was writing to his beloved son Gaius, he said, Dear beloved, this is what God says. He wished above all things that you may prosper. And be in good health, even as thy soul prospers. Dear beloved, 
I wish above all things. God said, that is my ultimate desire. That is the meaning of I wish above all things. My ultimate desire is that you may prosper. Because I've become poor for you. That through my poverty, you will be rich. So my ultimate desire is that you will prosper. You will prosper. I stopped being an African long time. Long time. Longest. Longest. I stopped being a Ghanaian long time. My mindset is not Ghanaian mindset, I'm telling you. And those of you who work with me, you know. And my mindset is my mindset is heavenly mindset. I don't see myself as a Ghanaian. Neither do I see myself as an African. So I don't think the limitations of Ghanaian. Neither do I think the limitations of Africa. This book is so strong a force of power to change life. Praise God. It, it is so strong a force to change life. Praise God. Napoleon Bonaparte said, the Bible is not a book. It's a living force. Clear everyone that comes under his way and overcome it. This is a military man talking. He was an army general. But he said the Bible is not just a book. It's a living force. It can change every life. You can be the biggest pit. This book can raise you to the biggest pit. Praise God. The cross that was redemption. From curses and poverty. The yoke of poverty is destroyed from your life tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The curse of poverty have ended in your lineage tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Out of your loins, Savior is being born in the name of Jesus Christ. Savior is being born in the name of Jesus Christ. And then lastly, the cross, what happened? There was redemption from hell. No more condemned to hell again. For there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made them free from the law of sin and death. At the cross, the condemnation for all humanity to enter into hell was broken. Hallelujah. There was now an open door in John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. It said, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. Had it not been, I, would not, I wouldn't have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. But when I go, I will come back and receive you back to that place. John 14, verse 1 to 3. Praise God. So at the cross, there was a door, mighty door open 
for whosoever will to return back to the Father. He said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but except through me. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the, uh, the condemnation of to hell was broken. Was broken. So to enter hell is your choice. To enter heaven is your choice. I have said before you life and death. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Blessings and cursing. And I said, choose life that you and your children may live. Come and let us reason together. Isaiah chapter 1, 18 and 19. If your sin is as scarlet, it shall be wiped as snow. If it's as red as crimson, it shall be made into one. So there is a door open for everyone. To go to hell is your choice. To go to heaven is your choice. The choice is in your hand. You choose death or you choose life. Praise God. Praise God. At the cross, redemption from the power of hell. Hallelujah. Knowing all this, at the cross, what do we encounter? We're very sensitive here. When you come to the cross, what do you see at the cross? What are the things you encounter? Number one, at the cross, you encounter the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And tonight that blood is strongly working on this mountain. It washes. It delivers. He said, as for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have set thy prisoners free. When you come to the cross, the first thing you see is the thicker blood of Jesus. It oozes. It flows. It flows. It flows to the pitest pit, to the highest mountain, to the deepest valley, the blood. And what does that blood do? It cleanses, washes you. It delivers you. The blood also justifies you. Make you as if you have not sinned. It makes you a brown new person. When you encounter the blood at the cross, he said, You are a new creation. Praise God. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. You are justified. Just as if you have not sinned. You don't change form, you become a new person. Praise God. So the one that did those things before is a dead man. This one is new. Praise God. The Samit that was lying is not the Samit now. That Samit died long time. Died hard. Long time. That Samit died 1991. Long time. Now it's a new Samit roaming about. Praise God. 
that is why you should not let any devil condemn you. Because when you, if any man come into Christ, please give that scripture, Second Corinthians 5.17. He is a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then the verse 18 says, For all things are of God. All things. 18 in that same scripture. All things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So when you come into Christ, the old man is gone. The new has come. And the new, all things, all things are of God. So that new has nothing of the devil again. It has nothing of who? All things of the new man are of God. Including that new man, the body. Because the man is not only the spirit. The man is the three, three in one. The spirit, soul, and what? Body. All things are of God. The mind, which is the eminent of the soul, is of who? God. The spirit is of God. And the body. All things. Because he has reconciled us unto himself. And he has also given us the ministry of reconciliation. Ministry of reconciliation. So you encounter the blood. And again at the cross, what again do you encounter? There are two things. The second one is, you encounter the person of Jesus. You encounter the blood and you also encounter the person of Jesus at the cross. The living word. The living life. The living being. I am he who was dead and alive and live forevermore. Amen. And carries the power of hell and death. You encounter the person of Jesus. Praise God. He is life. He is peace. He is righteousness. He is the healer. He is the savior. He is the redeemer. As I say, his name shall be called wonderful. His name shall be called prince of peace. His name shall be called mighty God. His name shall be called everlasting father. His name shall be called Jesus Emmanuel, the savior. At the cross, you encounter him. Tonight, if you have not encountered the person of Jesus, as the cross is laid bare tonight before you, may you never miss him in the name of Jesus Christ. It's a joy to encounter the person of Jesus. You encounter the living being. Praise God. He lives forevermore. Revelation 1.18 he lives 
forevermore. All creatures die, but it is Him alone that liveth forevermore. I am He that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Amen. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Anyone that have encountered that living Jesus, anything that is dead in your life, by his living ability, I command life into it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Life into your marriage now in the name of Jesus Christ. Life into your business now in the name of Jesus Christ. Life into your body now in the name of Jesus Christ. Life into your academics. Receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. And he said, and I carry the power of hell and of death. Hell and of death. So don't let, don't let, please put it there, Revelation 1.18. Don't let the devil deceive you. The devil doesn't have the power to kill you. The power to kill is not in the hands of the devil. This is a deep light. I said it with somebody. She was at the verge of death. That's why I told you. If you have not, you always call me and say, Pastor, if this light has not gone to him, he was to die. Young man, praise God. As I hear me, brother, the power to kill is not in the hands of the devil. It is in the hands of God. And he is your father. He doesn't want, he is not killing you now. Listen, you know how life can easily, cheaply triumph over them. These people I'm talking to you about, they are all in medical field. The man is a pharmacist. Not, he has pharmaceutical shops. Many. The wife is a doctor. We are not talking about people who doesn't know. You have done all medical things can do. And he's now thinking about dying. Because you go today, they say today, they want to do test here. Tomorrow, test here. Tomorrow, test. They have done all the tests. And every test is showing something. They are confused, praise God. The power to give is not in the hands of the devil. Don't let him oppress your mind and your thinking. He doesn't have power to give. I am he who was dead and behold I live forevermore. Amen. Yeah. The way they mean me, let it be so. It is so. It is so. What I'm saying uh, in, in the Gospels, it will say truly, truly. Or most assuredly. That's where in the Gospel, that's how it will be put. And I said, and have the key of hell. So it is not which is that take hell. 
There's no other one. There's God. In fact, in the final seat, the throne judgment, it is God who will be locking people to hell. The devil can't take anybody to hell. Because he himself will be taken there. Michael will guard him and put him there. And put death also there. Praise God. Then my friend, it's time for you to end. Come on. Say, Master, I bet. Say, <laughs> pray. I'll be laughing. Hallelujah. That will be begging. Michael has no patience. You put him and say, my bed. Someone enter the hell to you. Arrogant devil. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. I have the keys of hell and death. How cheap life triumph over that. When this light went to that man, everything changed. His disposition changed. His drug condition changed. Everything changed. Food he wasn't eating, he started eating. And nothing was. Because light has come. The devil wanted to kill him before his time. Praise God. So we encounter the person of Jesus. Hallelujah. To conclude, what do we do at the cross? When you get to the cross, knowing what is there, the blood and Jesus, what do we do there? Number one, you lay your burden down. You lay your burden. You lay your burden. Drop all your burdens there. Tonight, any burden on you, don't take it away. Don't go home away with it. Even as the word of God is going forth, I see those burdens are being lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. At the cross, we drop all our burdens. In Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Said, come unto me, all ye that are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. All ye that labor, carrying burdens, burdens of disease, burdens of marital challenges, burdens of academic challenges, burdens of all sorts, at the cross, we lay them down. Praise God. Praise God. If you can't drop your burdens at the cross, there's, there's no place your burden can be lifted up. Because it is only at the cross that's the first step where burdens are removed. What again do we do at the cross? After laying your burdens or your burdens, you take up his yoke. His yoke is light. 29. Matthew 11, 29. Say, take my yoke upon you. You lay your burdens at the cross and you take his yoke. 
His yoke of riches, praise God. His yoke of divine health. His yoke of blessings. His yoke of favor. His yoke of progress. His yoke of success. You take them upon your life. But before you can carry his yoke, you have to lay your bed in. Because seeing we so surrounded about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that do so beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So you take his yoke and you are moving. Praise God. The yoke of riches, yoke of favor, yoke of blessings. Hallelujah. It's on you at the cross. Then you go through the cross. Again, what do you do? Then you learn of him at the cross. The cross is the place of learning. Learning. Learning of him. What has he done for you at the cross? You learn. He said, and learn of me, for I am meek. I am lowly in heart. And you shall have rest. So the place you learn of the things to do to have the peace of God in your life. The cross is the place of learning. Place of what? You want to learn about successful marriage, come to the cross. You can't learn it anywhere except at the feet of the cross. You want to learn about financial prosperity, you need to be at the cross, at the heart. Learn of me. Anything of Christ is learned at the cross. You can't preach the true gospel without referring to the cross. Because the cross is the center of the whole gospel. Praise God. The cross is the center. Take my yoke. Learn of me. What are you learning? I am meek. So you learn humility at the cross. Praise God. This generation is so arrogant. We are living in an arrogant generation. Paul told Timothy that people shall be boasted. They shall be proud. Proud generation. This is our generation. It's, it's an easy way to walk in pride. Praise God. But at the cross we learn of it. And then lastly, what do we do at the cross? We follow him. We follow him. You learn and you don't learn to go and blow grammar to people. Praise God. But that's recite grammar to them and say you know at the cross you learn of him praise God 
not blowing of grammar. It is about following the things you have learned. He said, follow me and I will make you. Praise God. So, as he teaches you, you, you learn it and you follow. And you are naturally being made. If you were in the pain, as you follow, you'll be raised from the pain. He lifted up the poor from the dust and the needy out of the ashes by continuous learning and following to be seated with the princes of his generation. Praise God. So at the cross, these are the four things we do at the cross. You lay your burden and tonight we are coming to pray. Some of us are carrying burdens of sin. Some of us are carrying burdens of diseases. Burdens of heaviness. Burdens of unforgiveness. Whatever it is, you lay it down. Pray. And you take up his cross. You now begin to possess what the cross has brought to you. It has brought healing. So you take it. I take the burden of healing. Praise God. I am healed. I take the burden of prosperity. That my yoke is light. And my burden is what? Easy. It's there. Put it there. For my yoke is light. Matthew 11, 28. I think 30 there. The verse 30. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Praise God. So the yoke of Jesus is easy yoke. It makes you live an easily life. That's what we call pleasurable life. For in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures. Because you carry his yoke. Yoke of prosperity makes you feel easy and lighter. More than the burden of poverty. Praise God. Joke of healing makes you walk in liberty than the burden of sickness and so you lead and possess that which is yours. Praise God. And then you begin to learn how the thing you are possessed can be used to bless your life. Hallelujah. And then you follow the things you have learned. The things you have learned. A lot of us have possessed prosperity, but we are not seeing the manifestation of prosperity because it is one thing to have this mic and to know how this mic functions. Are you here with me? I can be carrying this mic and still be screaming and sweating because I don't know how this mic functions. A lot of people are holding prosperity. They are holding prosperity in their hands. But they don't, they are possessed prosperity. But they haven't learned how prosperity functions. So it doesn't manifest. They are possessed power. But they doesn't know how power works. So at the cross, all this, please be on your feet. Are you blessed tonight? We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Congress Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrade, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.